is coming up now on Established in the Faith. The Lord had to stop the rotation of the earth, spin it backwards, stop it again, and then spin it forward. Now that requires a little bit more work on the part of the Lord. Hezekiah was asking the Lord to do a little bit more. What are you and I asking the Lord to do? Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings chapter 20. 2 Kings chapter 20, beginning in verse 8. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, And he brought the shadow ten degrees backward by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, continuing the message we started last week. The day that the world turned backwards. The Bible tells us that near the end of the Assyrians' attack against Jerusalem, that Hezekiah got sick unto death. And the Lord moved upon the prophet Isaiah to deliver a word to him that was not very pleasant. Isaiah walks into the room where Hezekiah is laying, looked at him and said, The Lord has told me to tell you to get your house in order, for you're going to die. You will not live. Ladies and gentlemen, that word is the same word that God has pronounced upon the entirety of the human race. The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible also says that the wages of sin is death. And understand this today. The disease that every single one of us have today, the disease of sin, it is terminal. It will take you out. It has killed every single human being that has ever lived and will continue to kill 
every single human being until Jesus comes back. And when Hezekiah received that word, the Bible says he turned his face to the wall and he began to pray to God and he wept bitter tears. That is your answer today. That is your only hope today. You need to get your house in order. Hezekiah knew by the word of Isaiah that his time was near at hand. But you and I today, we don't know the hour. We don't know the day. So you need to get your house in order and you need to keep your house in order. Because you know not the day that the Lord will come and call you home. Are you ready? Is your house in order? Have you repented of your sins? See, when Hezekiah, the Bible says, he turned his face to the wall. And he repented, which means he turned his back on some things. And when you come to God, you've got to turn your back on some things. You've got to turn your back on whatever it is that you've been depending on to save you. Your good works. Your church attendance. Maybe you're in some other religion listening to me today. You've got to turn your back on that and turn your face to God. There's only one God. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he died on Calvary. For your sins. And when Hezekiah wept sore and prayed to God, Isaiah was leaving the house and the Lord spoke to him and said, Turn again. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him. Tell him that he's not going to die. He's going to live. When you repent... When you mean business with God, Jesus said, If you believe on me, though you die, yet shall you live. He will give unto you eternal life. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that comes the judgment. Oh, but let me tell you something. When you stand before God, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, Glory to God, you will stand before him justified one day, justified, never sinned. And when you stand before him, he'll look at the blood. He went on to say in Second Kings 20 verse 6, he said, I will add unto thy days 15 years. Getting saved can also save your life. How many of you listening to me today, if you hadn't got saved when you did, You'd be buried. He said, I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. David is the only one in the Bible where God said he is a man after mine own heart. In Second Chronicles chapter 17, the Lord revealed to David through the prophet Nathan that it was through his family that the Messiah, the Savior of mankind, the Lord Jesus Christ, would come. Hezekiah was a son of David. He was in that lineage. 
And here's the thing. At this particular point in time, Hezekiah had no progenity. He did not have a son up to this time. God adding unto Hezekiah 15 additional years. It was during this 15-year period of time that Hezekiah would have a son and would call his name Manasseh, and Manasseh is in that lineage. God gave him 15 additional years, and it was given to bring forth Christ, to eventually bring forth Christ. Let me ask you this. The additional time that God has given you, what are we doing with it? Are we using it? To bring forth Christ. Think of that. The Bible says that Hezekiah asked for a sign. Look there in verse 8. He asked for a sign. Why would Hezekiah ask for a sign? Some would say that asking for a sign is a lack of faith. Well, in Jesus' day, when the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they went to Jesus and they asked him for a sign, Jesus said, Matthew 16, verse 4, The wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. How much more signs did they want? Jesus had performed miracle after miracle. He had, he had healed the sick, raised the dead. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they did not believe. That's why they were so wicked. That's why he said, you are a wicked and an adulterous generation. Unbelief. Unbelief can ask for a sign, but believers can ask for a sign as well. And Hezekiah, he asked for a sign in faith believing. Look at verse 8 again. He said to Isaiah, what shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me? He's asking in faith for God to give a sign. And Isaiah, had, had there been an issue with this, Isaiah would have rebuked him. But Isaiah did not rebuke him. God gave him the sign for which he asked. He said, here's your sign. I'm going to give you a choice. Verse 9. This sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, it is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay. But let the shadow return backward 10 degrees. Whether forward or backward, either one would have been a miracle. But to make the shadow move forward 10 degrees, all the Lord had to do was just speed the rotation of the earth up just a little bit. And it would have moved forward. But in order for it to move backward... The Lord had to stop the rotation of the earth, spin it backwards, stop it again, and then spin it forward again. Now that requires a little bit more work on the part of the Lord. 
Hezekiah was asking the Lord to do a little bit more. What are you and I asking the Lord to do? You have not because you ask not. We serve a big God. We serve a mighty God. It's time to start asking God for some big things. It's time to ask God for some mighty things. And God is able. We serve a God that has unlimited resources. We serve a God that can do anything. If he doesn't have it, he can speak it into existence. We serve a big God, so ask big. Hezekiah, he asked the Lord to do a mighty thing, a big thing. And you know, the request that Hezekiah made, it made for a long day. More time. More time to get healed. More time to preach the gospel. More time to pray. More time for revival. More time to get the victory. More time to get the gospel out to others. More time for people to get saved. Are you hearing me today? He was asking God for more time. And God gave it to him. Jesus stands at the door today. And the only reason he's tarrying is because the, there are some in the church that are asking for a little bit more time because they got loved ones that ain't quite ready yet. Are you hearing me? How many of you have loved ones that ain't quite ready yet? And you're praying for God to bring them in. He's ready to come back, but, but, but he's holding it up. He has stopped the world for a moment because of your prayer. And let, let me deal with that for just a minute. Isaiah. The Bible says in verse 11, 2 Kings 20, that Isaiah cried unto the Lord. And then the Lord brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards. What part, if any, did Isaiah play in all of that? Now, now, think about that for just a minute. Would God have spun the world backwards had Isaiah not cried unto the Lord? He said, well, now, Brother James, I never thought about that. What part did Isaiah play in all that? See, God didn't need Isaiah. God told Hezekiah, I'm going to heal you. And Isaiah said, get some figs and lay on the boil. We dealt with the figs last week. God didn't need the figs, but God decided to use the figs. Just like today, he can touch you and heal you, but there are times when he decides to use the doctors and he decides to use the medicine to bring about his desired will. But God didn't need Isaiah, but he chose to use Isaiah, just like he chooses to use you and I. He don't need me, and he don't need you, but he chose you. He chose you. And Isaiah prayed. 
And I, and I want you to get this now. Isaiah prayed, and he was under the Old Testament, the old economy of God. How much more today do our prayers move God under the new covenant that, it, that, it, that is based on better promises now that Jesus Christ has died on Calvary? Glory to God. Your prayers make a difference. The Bible says in James 5.16 that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Your prayers make a difference. And let me tell you this. The church is the only force in the world today that is holding back the tides of darkness. You say, well, Brother James, I don't believe that. Well, let me show you some scripture. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6. 2 Thessalonians 2, beginning in verse 6. Now we know what withholdeth, that's the church, that he, speaking of the Antichrist, might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth or hinders evil will let or will hinder until he be taken out of the way. That is the church. The church is holding back the tides of darkness until we be taken out of the way. What is that? The rapture. You know, the church sings the song, I'm in the way. That bright and shining way. Are you in the way today? Are you in the way today? I'm glad to tell you I'm in the way. I'm in the way. God's using me to be in the way of the devil. Is God using you to be in the way of the devil? You're in the way. And there's coming a day when the Lord's going to take you out of the way and then the Antichrist is going to be revealed. When the rapture takes place, whom the Lord will consume with the spirit of his mouth. All right. That which the Lord did so long ago in Hezekiah's day, it was known all over the world of that day. The Babylonians, they received word of its origination and they sent ambassadors to Hezekiah wanting to know more about this God who stopped the rotation of the world and spun it backwards and then spun it forward again centuries later the Greeks would inform Alexander the Great that this was one of the great wonders that were, was recorded in their science books. It made for a long day. God allowed a long day then as a sign of the coming of Jesus Christ. But the Lord made up that long day centuries later. With a short day, the day that Jesus died on Calvary. 
The Bible says in Matthew 27, verse 45, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. From the sixth hour to ninth there was darkness. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God cannot look upon sin. He cannot dwell with sin. Jesus Christ suffered a lot for our salvation, ladies and gentlemen. He, he suffered the lictor's lash, where they literally tore his back to pieces, the crown of thorns, a band of soldiers hit him in the face. They literally pulled the beard from his face. They drove the nails into his hands and into his feet. And there he hung between two thieves for you and I and all that pain and agony and blood loss. All of that was horrible, but the most horrible thing to Jesus Christ was this hour right here where God the Father forsook him. God pulled the blind because God could not look upon sin. The long day was made up with a short day. The day that Jesus Christ died. And he died for you, my friend. He died for me. In Hezekiah's day, the world spun backwards. Some took notice. Some did not. But it was a sign of the coming of the Lord. Let me submit to you today that God is once again spinning things backwards. Backwards. See what today, what is right is wrong and what's wrong is right. Are you hearing me? Things have been going backwards in this country and around the world for a long time. But let me tell you, it has really sped up. Since January of this year. And when you look at what has happened in Afghanistan. Been over there 20 years. And all that has been accomplished over there. In just a few days time we're right back where we were 20 years ago. When 9-11 took place because our government made a bad decision. Are you hearing me? And mark my words, if Jesus tarries, we're going to experience another 9-11 in this country. It might not happen on 9-11, but it's coming if Jesus tarries. Yeah, and this is what is upsetting. These events would not have happened under the Trump administration. Wouldn't have happened. But that's the reason why I believe God has allowed 
this leadership in our country right now. Because these things must needs be. Are you hearing me? There are certain things that must take place in the world for the rise of the Antichrist. And whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, man is in ruling. God has placed them there. God has allowed them there. And man may rule. Oh, but let me tell you, God overrules. Glory to God. God knows what he's doing. He's in charge at the end of the day. He's still sitting upon the throne. He's calling the shots. Nothing happens in this world without it going across God's desk first. And as you look around you today and you see things going backwards, understand much of the world out here, they don't know no difference. But the child of God, as you look at things, you see things are going backwards when compared to the Word of God, it is going backwards. But as you see these things, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. The day that God turned the world backwards was a sign of the coming of the Lord. And today, as we see more and more things going backwards, understand that Jesus stands even at the doors. And He tarries. He's given the church a little bit more time What are you doing with the time that God has given you? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4200. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.